animate your human heroes, and pseudimate your super monstrous foes. It's time for a Subaraya smash-up of genres, mediums, and quality. This is Kaiju vs. History, Attack of the Super Monsters. Welcome back to Kaiju vs. History. This is your animated gotcha man-like hero, Patrick. And joining me is a T-Rex that reminds me of my mother-in-law, Miles. Nyuck, 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 nyuck. You take gotcha man out your mouth. <laughs> Do not mention that holy name in this place. Is this, isn't that what the animated bits of this movie are? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, it's 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 certainly a, uh, an attempt. I, oh, see, we should have done gotcha man. So this, this 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 week's movie is we I mean, one it's a compilation film yeah I'm that, counting I'm counting Gamera Super Monster as another all three of our our kind of compilation films in the 1980s have monster or monsters in the title which is kind of hilarious but yeah this is a this is a hodgepodge Miles yeah and it's it's rough Patrick I had a rough time with this one. <laughs> Like it's yeah. not it's not a Queen Kong situation where I'm like, oh, I hate everything. But it's certainly like, man, <laughs> um, like like this reminds yeah. me of like a bad Saturday morning. Like like, you know, when you <laughs> would go get your cereal and you'd watch cartoons and, and whatever shows that were on, like the, the reboot of Land of the Lost and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And every now and then there'd be a Saturday morning where like just every episode just didn't work <laughs> and nothing was great. And you kind of felt like you wasted your morning. They made a movie yeah, and yeah. and it's Attack of the Super Monsters. That, that's what this is for me. <laughs> it's a bad Saturday morning because on paper, this movie rocks. Yeah, I want to go back to Gamera Super Monster now. <laughs> no, on paper, it is it is wholly unlike anything we have seen or we will see at the very least. Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, this is I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to say like a Roger Rabbit situation, but there's. I mean, there's animation over real backgrounds. So, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. uh, that, but it, it is a, a p- pastiche more so, I think, than Gamera Super Monster, because it is very much like some of the other kind of collection films that we've we've watched in the Voyage into Space, which was based on a television show. And it is, I think, four episodes of of television kind of jammed together. But yeah, you know, 100% felt like I was binge watching a show. The 1980s is is not a great time for kaiju films. This decade has, by our estimation, the least amount of kaiju films of any decade, really, except the 1930s, 40s, when they they didn't really exist. exist. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I mean, since Godzilla, this is the, the, the shortest decade. But yeah, one third of the films we're going to be looking at are kind of these pastiches, which the 80s is such a great decade for movies. But so much of that is really not kaiju. It's these other pop culture explosions and science fiction and horror and fantasy. Oh, yeah. I mean, I I have two like five plus hour documentaries on the the genre fiction of the 80s, both sci fi and horror search for tomorrow in search of darkness. Oh, so Um, good. 
both excellent. The sci-fi one's really, really good. Yeah, for some um, reason, they skipped Attack of the Super Monsters, <laughs> the documentary. Yeah, well, they're making a second one for, for science fiction, so the, the, uh, they, they cover the crap not. in the sequels because oh, that's well, what the... the Second two in Tur- Search of Darkness are about. Well, we're going to talk like, about documentaries based on this movie later. Miles. No, 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 no. But I'm, I'm talking about the, the science fiction mm-hmm. and horror both are booming this decade. And it's wild to me that outside of the two uh, Heisei Godzilla movies, which are both phenomenal, mm-hmm. we we don't have a lot. I mean, nope. this is a, this by all accounts for pop culture is an incredible decade. And yeah, then, and, and then just for one monster of the movies, left it's behind. It's, yeah, uh, a real shame. So before before we start talking about this week's <clears throat> film, Patrick, tell us what's, if anything, in a title. I mean, there's there's a, a good bit. This so is like six six titles here. That's not a good bit, buddy. <laughs> well, it's you based, usually usually have like twenty. It's based off a a, a Japanese series. A couple of Japanese series, I think, but the the main one that this show smashes together is the first part of Dinosaur War Eisenborg, Kyoro Daisenso Eisenbogo, and it is a 1977 to 1978 Superia production, and there were a couple other shows based in and around this that I think this came right in the middle of the three in... And and we know this collection as Attack of the Super Monsters. It's what it was released as on, you know, direct to, to VHS in Germany. The video title was Attack of the Dino Monsters, which much more accurate than Super Monsters. And uh, the Eisen or Eisenborg title was uh, in, in Italy just shortened to I-Zenborg, Eisenborg. And that is the kind of the name of the um, like the the Gundams, the, the the craft, I guess, that are that are in the show. And I, I will say it is it is definitely a rip on Gotcha Man, their their costumes. Oh, and, absolutely. Um, <laughs> the, the vehicles and, and things like that. But this is this is a weird collection of half of this series and this movie is animated basically any human character or non kaiju character is animated but the special effects work of the vehicles and the monsters are all done with miniatures and sunimation which does that save money i i feels like this is a money saving thing right i don't know i would also say like yes there is i mean absolutely with the 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 ship that they have there is a a gotcha man mm-hmm. pastiche here. I would also really compare some of it more to a mixture of uh, the West's Thunderbirds yep. meets Beast King Go Lion, or better known in the West, Voltron, Defender of the Universe. Yes, and I think it's it's yeah, so funny. Go uh, Lion was out in eighty one, so I mean that would have been bef- like before I think the main animated series was released, but. Well, no, th- this was from a series from 1977 to, to right. the, the animated aspect. So G- Gotcha Man is definitely before that. But gotcha Man, absolutely. But like this, this definitely feels like, I mean, something that would have influenced Go Lion because. Yeah, I possible. I mean, I love I love Voltron and mm-hmm. and those the, the color coordinated costumes because Gotcha Man, they did have specific colors, but 
it wasn't like your Sentai type situation where it's like, oh, you know, Joe is this color and Ken's this color and June's this color. Like it's they all had different bird motifs on their outfit. So you had Ken the Eagle, Joe the Condor, June the Swan. Mm-hmm. So here it, it feels more like that kind of Sentai or even Go Lion where it's like, oh, this person wears green. This person wears red. This person cares way too much about a blouse. We get we get no explanation for why they're dressed uh, in those uh, outfits in this film. I don't think. Yeah, the, 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 there there are some wild conversations in this movie that I'm I'm just like, cut this. This yeah. is nonsense. That this film is all episodes of Dinosaur Great War Eisenberg or Dinosaur War Eisenberg. That series followed, I think, the previous year, a show called Dinosaur Expedition Born Free, which is Mm -hmm. more of an adventure show from from what I gathered based on those vehicles and finding the dinosaurs. And then a third show followed that one, and it was called Dinosaur Core Cosidon. Halfway through this season, the, the Dinosaur War Eisenberg they shift away. They, they kind of retool the show and come back with the 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 two Gemini, the the two siblings that kind of combine into one form in in a very Tokusatsu idea that mm-hmm. <laughs> that they'll do a million times after this. But the the two robot siblings that combine, instead of restructuring their vehicle, turn them into an Ultraman like pseudomated hero called Eisenbow. Which, if you, if you look, is on the the IMDb or, or not the IMDb the, the the Wikipedia image for this, and is kind of like a a green and red, so it's a mix of their their costumes. Yeah. Hero, why? Because that was out <laughs> for years. Why couldn't they have used those episodes of the show instead of just right? Because like the DVD cover here looks nice, and I'm like, this is not the animation that I saw. Yeah, um, so we only get the vehicles and and kind of the vehicles fighting these these giant dinosaur monsters in in this film. And boy, howdy, uh, are are the the dinosaur monsters something else? Of course, the the T Rex Tyrannus, I think, is is what he's yeah. called in in the English here. Is your your main <laughs> foe for? For this movie it does just look like a, a T-Rex, but it's a very animated suitmation. I, I do enjoy that about him, but I believe they they reused the suit or they do reuse it for other Subaraya productions, including uh, a, a film that we didn't do in the 1970s, uh, the one of the dinosaur Subaraya films. And for the most part, they they do just look like dinosaurs, but they are all, they're all walking and talking Maybe psychically, because sometimes <laughs> in in this dub, like they're not moving their mouths when they're they're talking to people. That and the 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 T Rex sounds like Goldar to me, but like oh yeah, fear Goldar. <laughs> and like and again, yeah, I said on paper this this thing sounds awesome. It sounds like this wacky Saturday morning hodgepodge that would be awesome. Like mm-hmm. I've I've watched like director video like. TV movies that were similar in tone, like Adventures in Dinosaur City in the early 90s, which I wish someone would release on any digital media stuck on VHS. But so I'm, like, I'm, I'm fine with like silly dinosaur pseudomation. And that's 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 fine. Mm-hmm. But 
one, the dubbing, the, the dubbing is really rough for the dinosaurs. Like it just, it doesn't even sound like someone was recording in a studio. It sounds like someone was recording in a room that they had on loan <laughs> that had no soundproofing and they just gave them a microphone and gave them no script. Just, oh yeah, you're, you're a silver age comic book bad guy. Just say stuff. Um, and it's just like, like, I mean, cause I mean, half of it feels like he's improvising. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you gotta wonder like how much of, of the script was, was given to them. And, you know, this is a, a translated kind of re-edited version of the film. There are about five or six voice actors for this American version of attack of the super monsters. Uh, Mike Reynolds does Terranos, the, the, uh, the, the T-Rex and just looking at his, his credits online. Uh, he was chief Nebu in ghost in the shell standalone complex. And basically oh, he was good in that. <laughs> yeah. He did voiceovers in, in anime from the 1970s, late 1970s through the, the 90s and, and 2000s as well. He just passed away last year. I'm looking at it now. Did do some voiceover, live action voiceover for Power Rangers and, you know, all all those shows. Uh, yeah, no, I'm looking at his 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 CV and I'm like, oh, yeah, I've I, definitely seen I his work. I've watched Wild Force and Time Force and did my Morphin as well. I don't remember any of these monsters specifically, but he does have that kind of voice and <laughs> I remember Spitflower for it, sure. It is over the top and effective. He, I think he does maybe a couple monsters in in this film. Now that that I'm looking at it, Ash Ash Toreth, he's he's credited as as well, which I think is maybe the Stegosaurus monster. Miles, the movie's bad. <laughs> I mean, this <laughs> oh, we can't we can't cut it. Yeah, no, it's, it's it's tough to there. watch. It's I mean, it feels like it was cobbled together by it was. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and it was. It, it's, it's, it's. But like I said, they had like other footage of a giant robot fighting these, uh, you know, Ultraman like cyborg fighting these monsters. And I was like, that had to have been much more interesting. <laughs> like, why didn't we get that? It makes me want to go back and watch the later half of the season to, to see how it looks. Well, I mean, I'd be interested in watching the actual show and seeing how that works because it's possible it was good. No, I, I, I can't tell. I mean, I mean, it was a super Raya 1970s show. I don't think any of it was mind blowing. It was definitely I mean, your I've Saturday some morning super Raya stuff from that era. That was pretty good. So, I mean, yeah, it's, well, it's, it's, it, I think these single episodes, these 22 minute episodes would have been very watchable sticking four of them back to back, which with really no, connective tissue no it's the same thing just four episodes well the same thing happens in like three of the episodes the super monsters shoot their eye beams at a host of animals dogs then bats then rats if if memory serves yes it's dog bats rats and uh, none of those plots really hold up here here's the problem for me is we, we also spend a good like eight minutes on this weird, like domestic squabble between brother and sister over dry cleaning. Yeah, they they can't if they can't get along, they can't fuse with their gym right, right, right. powers. But so like, that's that's the main like they, stumbling block for them. So, the and and the the dry cleaner person who's a person they know 
calls because their little sister is missing. And the guy's like, I want to talk to him. I got something to say. And it's like, bro. <laughs> yeah, the, bro. the main character's kind of a jerk. It's the uh, worst. He is not he, as bad as the comic relief. The, his, the two other pilots. Oh, I mean, they're they're bad too. But Jim, oh. I think is his name. Is Jim and Jim? I think. Yeah. Um, I his, you know, his name I should didn't even write down the characters' is, names. His character is essentially like a walking, talking internet comic sec- comment section. He is like, well, actually, the character. He is the worst. I hate him. <laughs> and. When they were like, oh, but if you do this, you might die. And I was just like, all Uh, right. No, no. Jerry and Wally, the two kind of comic relief characters are are the ones that they they have so many bad jokes. I prefer them. Oh, no. To Jim. (laughs) There's one line. I forget who says it, but one of those two says, well, our ice ray really turned those mice into mice cubes. Yeah, (laughs) but that is such a 70s, 80s kids cartoon line like that that does not phase me at all i found this movie out before we even started this podcast because of riff tracks riff tracks added this film to their collection and i'm a huge fan of riff tracks but the top of their requested list for many years has been a host of kaiju films some very bad but this is like one of the few kaiju films that they have jumped into and and done so when when i saw this came up i immediately bought it immediately watched it it is a funny enough riff tracks i think it's worth your money you might be able to find it free because they stream their episodes in so many places but even the riff tracks which is you know your mst3k riffing over the movie Mm -hmm. doesn't do a lot to bring up my enjoyment of of the film (laughs) i was thinking about what would bring up my enjoyment and it's like maybe a point (laughs) while riff tracks is fun i would prefer something something similar but different Mm -hmm. in the same vein as c lab 2021 if someone actively overdubbed oh man the the series and like like a bunch of comedians like got in there and made their own dubbing because i love c lab 2021 i think that show is hysterical I, I and, think you do some amazing things with. <laughs> and with I, this I show. think this is ripe. Like, <laughs> give it to the Lonely Island. Like, give give it to someone like who would do something really wacky with it. And I think this would shine. Mm-hmm. Um, and give it a super like like you know attack of super monsters redux. Like, just something <laughs> super silly. And the, I mean I, the, the the show and this movie, believe it or not, does have fans out there talking about the legacy of this this film there's a documentary based on the series called the return of eisenborg it is a japanese arabic uh, co-produced documentary that indeed subaraya created with the help of the super fan from saudi arabia and in the use of the cultures factory there jara alfura who is Apparently a huge Tokusatsu fan and was a huge fan of, of this series. It is in Japanese or Arabic, but you can watch the documentary, which has got a lot of interviews with the, the Japanese creators of the show on it. It's on YouTube and uh, <laughs> probably I, I mean, a better I mean, I use of your time than watching the movie itself. <laughs> I'd be curious to watch that. 
And again, I'd be curious to watch the actual episodes of the show. Like, yeah. Not with the localization, because I think the localization, more than anything, hurt it. That said, let, let's talk about our ratings for this movie, because I, I have a feeling that we we might be kind of in line on the, on this one. So I, I'm I'm rating it even with the, the riffing. It's pretty far down there on the enjoyment scale. It, without the riffing, it's, it's further down. But despite it being nonstop action, because the the shows didn't really have downtime. And I think the movie's only like an hour and 15 minutes. I know, but it felt <laughs> longer than Clash of the Titans, bro. Oh, yeah, oh most definitely. It, it felt very long. <laughs> oh, do we have a... I don't even know if I looked up the runtime. Uh, despite that, yeah, it is a bit of a slog. Uh, it's a, it's such a novel idea. It might be worth watching, but I would suggest the riff tracks to, to get through it. It's very forgettable after the fact. Like, I can barely remember characters' names, plot points. But yeah, it is a compilation of four episodes of the TV series uh, with some fairly demented dubbing as well <laughs> throughout. It's it's surreal in parts. Uh, so, yeah, my personal enjoyment of this is a five out of ten. It is is one of those like, oh, this is worth watching once. <laughs> not very, not very good. It's OK. What about you, Miles? What would you say your score was? Five out of ten. Here, here, here I thought you were going to be on my level. It's a four <laughs> out of ten for me. I that's, Five that's I give is a baseline part. good thing, and this is not baseline good. I, I, I think there's a lot of potential here. I think that under certain circumstances, this could be an entertaining watch. I'd be curious to see these episodes in their original language just to see if it's if it's better. It may not be. But like I said, on paper, this this seems like a, a home run. And in execution, this is this is this is, this is beaming the batter. Yeah, f- five is mixed feelings on our scale and four is disappointing. So I can understand. Why yeah, my feelings are not mixed <laughs> a little, uh, a little lower. Uh, what, what about yeah, you? No, it, it's it's definitely lower for me. I, I, I really wanted to like this because, again, yeah, it's using a pastiche of Gotcha Man. O-Lion, all the stuff that I really love, or I guess at this point, Super Sentai, mm-hmm. but it just it just does not work for me. And I think the movie that we watched with the really bad dubbing and script just makes it even more of a slog. And it's honestly like, for me, this is one of those things where like, you know, yeah, go seek it out because you're a kaiju completionist hey, and, it, and you're it's free on Tubi. <laughs> yeah, like. Can't, can't if, argue with free on TV. If you need to like complete your your watch list, go for it. But otherwise, you're, you're fine. You don't need, you don't need <laughs> to check this one out. What what about your technical aspect score? It's also a four. Okay, I'm sticking um, with a five as well. So we're we're on par here. Oh boy, I I mean I think the script is is extremely disappointing. I think the dubbing is not good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the pseudimation stuff, I mean, from, from the show itself, again, we're, we're, yeah. we are watching a, a compilation film from yeah. a show that is several years old at this point the, for TV the, budget. It's fine. Yeah. For, yeah, the 70s. for Subaraya seventies and what they had to work with the vehicles and the dinosaur suits. Yeah. I mean, I, I like good. the Thunderbird style vehicle stuff. I, I think all that stuff theoretically works. It does not work in the product that we watched. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just it, it in a normal movie like this, there would actually be a lot less of the pseudimation, which which is so funny. So many other kaiju films were, were looking for more kaiju scenes. This one, 
I'm like, pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> Another dinosaur. Oh, boy. Here we go. For its evocative nature as a piece of kaiju, quote, art, end quote. We've watched a few compilation films. And yeah, I think this one is the worst of them. The The idea of mixing the animation, the pseudimation, it just doesn't work for me. It, it was kind of offensive to to the eyes in some parts where just like going back and forth between them. Uh, my brain just didn't quite understand what it was. It was watching. And it is, like I said, despite being just action all the way through these four episodes is a bit of a boring, hot mess of a, yeah. a film, which is so funny. Like I said, it makes me want to go back and watch Voyage into Space for how, how good that movie is by comparison. And that movie right? also stinks. So I'm giving this a two out of ten on the the evocative nature scale, which is you know, just measuring it as a a piece of art. And that is a shameful on our Earth scale. We are finally in alignment because <laughs> I also gave it a two out of 10. Whoa. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, I certainly don't think this is evocative as a piece of Kaiju cinema. It's, it's a curiosity at the very best and not a, not a great one. And I mean, cer- it certainly hasn't had an impact on Kaiju cinema as a, mm. a, a, like a medium. So I, yeah, it's, it's, it's also just really not a good movie. It is not that, Brings your score to a, a little over a three, mine to a four. Averaging them together comes out to a four for. I'm I, obviously I'm perfectly fine with that. What is this movie called again? Oh yeah, Attack, Attack of, of the, the Super, Super Monsters. Monsters. Just such a generic title as well. <laughs> Dinosaur War Eisenberg is a great title by comparison, but. Yeah, a four for for this movie. We're not off to a, a super duper start in the the nineteen eighties. Miles, no, um, I, it does. This does make me want to go back to apologize to Gamera Super Monster. Uh, wh- where can folks go if they want to talk to us about past reviews or, or talk to us about this one, Miles? I mean, you can hit us up on Twitter at Kaiju versus History. You can email us at Kaiju versus History at gmail.com. You can check out our letterbox, Kaiju versus History, and check out everything we're going to be watching and our scores there. And you can visit our website at Kaiju versus History.com. Patrick, Mm -hmm. what are we doing next week? Well, we're we're really pinballing back and forth between Japan and the the U.S. in the uh, the 1980s because we're going back to the the shores of the U.S. of a next week and look mm. at a a kaiju film that was thought up and pre-produced in about a week. So that's got to make it a good oh film, right? I'm feeling great about this already. Tune in next time as we look at history versus Q. The Winged Serpents. <laughs>